Welcome back, friends, to Watch Closely, a weekly show where we take a closer look at the world of movies, television, and what's streaming. I'm your host, Jason, and joining me as always, a man who has such a pretty face, he should be on a Christmas card. Ernie, how you doing? Hello, hello. Thank you for that lovely introduction. I'm doing well, man. How are you? I'm good. Good. Glad to be back for another Christmas-themed episode. Sort of. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> yeah, you know, I wish I had that little noise like, cling, 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 you know, the, oh, like a, the little holiday bells. bells. Yeah. Yeah, the little sleigh bells. Yeah. Dude, uh, exciting week. Okay. So we're going to talk a lot of cool little news here, but I, I just want to, I just want to tell the audience one thing, dude. It's a Spider-Man week. That's true. Right? I know a lot of people already have seen it. I've been on social media blackout, haven't gone on social media since like Saturday, I think, or something like that of last week. Jeez Louise, oh dude, that's gosh. the hardest thing, dude. Uh, it's but, true, yeah. dude. I, I went all nerdy and tried to like mute all my uh, social media like keywords and stuff, but it they still creep in. You go on YouTube, it's there. You go on Instagram, it's uh. it's everywhere, dude. I thought that, and, and this is funny. Maybe you could attest to this, but I was like, okay, I'm gonna not use Instagram. I'm not gonna use Twitter. I'm not gonna use Reddit. And I'm like, I'm just gonna use TikTok. Like, you know, no one's gonna no. do videos on. <laughs> and then I was like, I. And then one of my buddies thought, don't go on TikTok. And I was like, why? And he's like, yeah, it just got a ruin for me. And I was like, it's everywhere. It's so what everywhere. I try to do, what I try to do with TikTok was only watch the TikToks that people send me. Because obviously, way. yeah, obviously they're, they're not going to spoil it. Those are my close friends. They know not to do stuff like that. But that, yeah. But I digress, man. Dude, what a, what a, what a week. I'm excited. It's gonna be, yeah, it's going to be fun. I think we're definitely going to have a, a Spider-Man review of it as soon as we yes. wrap our heads around it. I don't know if we're going to see it multiple times, but I kind of. Depending on how the movie goes, I kind of want to see it multiple times with uh, different think, groups of people. It'd be fun. Yeah, definitely. I think I might have a. So I have. To, I'm gonna watch it Friday. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to get tickets on Thursday, um, uh, but Friday I'll be watching it really early in the morning, and then uh, I think on Thursday that week, the next weekend, or the next week, sorry, uh, I'll be watching it hopefully with my wife because she wants to go watch a movie, and I'm like, dude, that's probably the best thing. I mean, we'll probably do a review earlier than that, but it's going to be better for me to wrap my head around the film when I watch it. And then a person that's like, you know, she's a fan, but she's not the biggest kind of get her reaction of it. It'll, you know, kind of, I guess, help me Ooh, out a bring her on the podcast. Kind of, That'd be fun. I know. Right. That would be a lot of fun to bring the we'll baby see. on, too, so she can cry on the oh, there mic. <laughs> it's fine to me. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, today we have some mixed bag of news with uh, M. Night Shyamalan and a comic book called God Country. And then we have some new trailers, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. What else? Oh, The Secrets of Dumbledore. We're going to go over those. And um, so it will, it'll be a fun time. We're going to do some questions, too, at the end. So if you guys want to have your questions on the show, definitely tweet at us at Watchful Tweets, and we will get your question on the show. But first up, Bernie, tell us, what is... What's going on with M. Night? Okay, so this is a pretty cool uh, thing that I saw today. It was on uh, JoeBlow.com. There was like a little interview with M. Night Shyamalan, and I guess for his next film, which is called Knock uh, at the Cabin, I, I think it's going to be starring Dave Bautista, he's going to try his first time or his first foray into like one long take, kind of in the in the realm of like 1917, that, the World War One movie that had come out not too long ago, maybe. I think it was right. like 2018, something like that. Uh, so he's going to do one continuous shot throughout the whole film. And uh, I, I found this interesting because so 1917, it, like, I, like I just stated, it's, it's a one long shot. It's an it, it, there. The runtime is about an hour. I, I'm wondering if he's going to do the same thing because M. Night Shyamalan's movies have been a little bit longer than that now. 
but I'm wondering if he's going to like, oh, let, let's take it back a little bit since we're going to do this, you know, new style of filming or not new, but, you know, a new technical way of filming. Uh, what are your thoughts, man? 1917 was great. I really liked that movie. I thought it was yeah. interesting how it just kind of follows you through the war and like the visuals are obviously it's not one take, right? Like they they make it they stitch it together as one long take. Oh, yeah, of course. I, um, I, I don't know how they would do that. That'd be nuts. Right. Imagine. Um, I think, uh, what was it? The Birdman, too, um, with Michael mm-hmm. Keaton. He, that one was also one take. Yeah. And that was really That's good true. as well. My mm. question is, like, can he do it? Because M. Night is a perfectionist, right? Like, he's like, yeah. like how many takes is there going to be till he gets it, like, just how he wants it? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it could be done. Like, that. that's a really high task for someone who's such a creative um, perfectionist like he is. Uh, what do you think? Do you think he can pull it off? I think, yeah, definitely. And I think he, um, he's an interesting guy, right? Um, one of the other questions I'm going to, I'm going to probably ask you after this is, uh, he's one of those directors that I'm always curious to watch their work. Even if I don't enjoy it a lot, I know that he adds something to cinema that not, not any other director has, or at least that I've seen, you know, and, and I know there's plenty of, you know, and uh, dependent directors that most likely uh, either mirror or are better than uh, M. Night Shyamalan's work. But I feel that he can probably do this. Yes. Uh, and he's going to probably add something slightly different to like either improve the craft or, you know, possibly make it, you know, worse for himself. Because like you said, he is a perfectionist and there is a lot of interviews where he does discuss with like, uh, I think like whoever's interviewing him, like, yeah, like, or sorry, the actors who are, you know, talking about M. Night, he's like, he's a perfectionist. He likes to do multiple takes. He's, he's just always on it about it, but that's his, that's his, his thing. He, that's his craft. He wants you to be perfect. So uh, you're right, dude. I could imagine him like trying to do this, like uh, multiple times and the actor probably getting pissed off. Luckily he has Dave Batista. from what I've heard in interviews. He's a pretty great like actor to work with. So it, it's definitely going to, you know, it, it'll, you know, depending on how their chemistry is, you know, it should work out. Um, yeah. My question that I wanted to ask you after answering that was, so we've all seen M. Night Shyamalan's work. Well, the last movie we saw was old. Um, and then he has a show. Um, did Does this like sway you at all? Like, do, do you feel more inclined to watch the movie because he's trying this new thing out? Or do you feel like... Ah, I'm kind of tired of it. I didn't really enjoy old. I know you weren't a biggest fan of old uh, last we spoke. What what are you thinking right now? Where was your mindset on that? I did not like old. I it was like it wasn't like I I didn't walk away from it being like oh that was a really good movie. But it, he did bring something interesting, right? Like he brought ideas mm. that were um, a little you know it's fresher ideas that we hadn't seen before. So I I applaud him for trying out new things with. Um, like I think old gave him some some more credibility. I haven't seen Servant from on Apple TV. Um, mm-hmm. I saw like a one episode. I haven't finished it though. As far as like the, I don't, it's not really a gimmick, but as far as the, I don't know what you would call it, the the effect of having it all one take. Maybe that he's thinking it creatively. Like there's gonna be some twist that that having it a single take will add to it. You know, like merit having it done this way and maybe it's mm-hmm. it's for a reason maybe that's my thinking is he seems to come up with uh, ways to tell stories that have a purpose to it and you might not like the twist you might not like the the way the story unfolds 
but you have to give him credit for trying stuff that's new and like fresh, you know, like he's not serializing like most people are doing where they're just like, oh, let's do a sequel to this one, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like a mimic of other stuff, yeah. Yeah, so in that regards, like I'm excited for it. I, I'll, you know, we'll have to see the trailer when it comes out. I think it's mm-hmm. like, I'm wondering is is he going to try and film it himself, like like hold the camera and walk around and then, you know, when he wants to do his cameo, is he going to hand off the camera and then take it back afterwards? Like, <laughs> you know, he's always in yeah, his yeah, movies, yeah. right? He's always in his movies, that's true. Uh, no, yeah, man, I, I definitely agree with you. I, I, that's one of the things about M. Night Shyamalan. I, I was, I had done a review on quotables and we we're talking about old and, and it, you know, it, it had its moments of like, you know, where we laugh, but I enjoyed the film and I, I didn't challenge people, but I asked uh, uh, them to definitely check it out. I think M. Night Shyamalan's work is just, you definitely need to watch it. I, I don't think he, us talking about it or telling you not to go or telling you uh to go is uh is is something uh you know left to us to do i think you're better off viewing it yourself and 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 it's the reasoning is because of the things he does try um it's it's different than any other director i've previously you know like watched and so i like that's why i like his work i i enjoy it i appreciate it for what it is so uh going off of that i i i'm actually pretty excited for this like I like Dave Batista. I like that he's getting more roles. Like I definitely enjoy that he's coming up to the forefront of like uh, of uh, different films now. You know, he started you know Guardians. He's doing you know comedies. He's doing like like action. Now he's going into this horror film. Uh, we don't know what this movie entails. Obviously, like I, I think that's just the name has been announced. I haven't done a deep dive. Maybe there's like interviews where they're like, oh, he he's a murderer or something crazy, what, what have you. But it just sounds like it's going to be a treat um, uh, for, for, you know, cinephiles. It, it just yeah. sounds cool. Like I love when a director who hasn't tried something uh, uh, ever <laughs> is, is giving it its first take on it. And, and it's going to be fun because we know it's going to get that M night Shyamalan uh, 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 spin. What if at the <laughs> end, all the, all your thing is watching and then the camera pans to him and he's like, it was all an illusion. And that's how it ends. <laughs> he turns the camera at the audience. Yeah, and it's you at the, in the theater. You're like, <gasps> no, but yeah, yeah, you get what I'm saying. Like, it's gonna be pretty cool. And uh, I'm glad that you brought up Birdman. I totally forgot that that was a one shot as well. And and it was beautifully shot. Like, I thought it was cool. And and a lot of people love that kind of thing. That's like the new like, like if if you're a really great director and you can pull that off, you're even better. Like that's like the like hold my beer kind of moments now. I guess. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with you what you were saying about M. Night. I think the reason why uh, he's so hit or miss is because he is a he's a creative artist and he is trying new stuff. He's not afraid to like like miss. It seems like there was a string of misses for the public in the last, you know, his his past career. But I think that's that's just goes along with the game. Right. If you're an artist and you're experimenting with different ways of telling stories and stuff like that, like. It just comes with the territory. And I don't think he's afraid of trying things and ha- have it like show it. Like if it fails, that's fine. He'll move on to the next. Like he's he's so full of ideas. Like it doesn't phase him, it seems. So. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. I agree with you. I love and that. And Dave Batista, dude, he's yeah, he's like on fire right now. Like everybody loves that guy. So I don't want him to play a, like you were saying. He, what if he plays like a like the villain in the horror movie? Like I don't mm-hmm. I don't want that. He just seems like such a likable guy. Like his yeah. image right now is kind of like the rock where it's like a mm-hmm. it's like hero character so maybe that's really that's the weird thing though that's the thing is like uh maybe he wants to try something different and what yeah. better way to start with uh you know m night Shyamalan, who like 
does these like crazy movies. Like maybe he looks like the character or like the hero throughout the whole film. And then there's in the end twist. you find out, you, you know, there, that's the twist. Um, but yeah, that, that that's all I have to say. Uh, any closing thoughts on that? Uh, no, let's go on to our, our next topic, which I have no idea what it's about. And you're going to have to set it up for me because... No, you're 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 fine. I I set this one up. <laughs> I set this one up because I thought it was it was interesting, and it sounds like a really great idea. So, uh, uh, the co-creator of the hit series Sweet Tooth is adapting God Country, a comic book, into a film. And uh, I'll read the little synopsis for you guys, or I'll give you a little synopsis. I should say, it basically follows a, a old man, an older man, who uh, has dementia, and you kind of find out throughout the story that he's always being pretty violent with his family, you know, and he doesn't have a wife anymore. And it's just a really bad person. You know, he's not bad, but the dementia, you know, got the best of him. So he's very violent towards his family. And this really big, crazy tornado goes through his town and a sword falls and he ends up finding the sword, grabbing it. And the sword grants him the power to basically heal himself. So he's not, he doesn't have the dementia. And, uh, and with the, with the tornado, these creatures come from another world, and he has to you know fight them off, obviously, but and protect his family. But what's crazy is that the only way his dementia uh, ends is if he uh, <laughs> if he's wielding the sword. So when he puts it away, the dementia comes right back. So he's back to being like a sick old old man. And I was like, oh, I was like, that's such a cool story. Now that that alone sounds cool to me. But the reason I I I I put this on the topic here was because it's one of the co-creators of Sweet Tooth. Now, I know you watch Sweet Tooth. What do you think? Do you, are you, like, willing to give this a chance just because of the creative, the creators of it? Or what do you feel? What are your thoughts? So they're adapting it to be, like, a movie or a series? Or they don't know yet? It's going to uh, be a film. So it's going to be a movie. Oh, it's going to be a film. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. Like, the synopsis that you told me is, I mean, it's a little convenient, right? That the sword... <laughs> of course uh, is the solution to the the other things that came out of the tornado it's like oh we got the solution and the conflict right in there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a little it's a little convenient but no i, <laughs> I, I mean it's love- a comic that's how they do it all. they always like there's always there's got to be something and then the next thing i'm going to tell you is like the person who is the original wielder of the sword tries to come back for it but the sword doesn't want to go back to him and right. he's more evil, you know, like it's like it, you know, it's got its. He's tropes, more evil because but... he doesn't have the sword. And so he has got even worse dementia. Right. So he <laughs> needs that sword. He forgot Maybe. about the sword. No, but... He's just like, I need that sword. It makes me normal. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, it has kind of a, a feel of Thor, right? Like the tornado comes in and there's like a, the sword feels very like Molyneux or something. Yeah. From, yeah. A, no, from no. another worldly thing. But I, I like Sweet Tooth. I thought Sweet Tooth was great. It'll be interesting to see how he does with film because I felt like Sweet Tooth really granted itself to being a series because you get to know the characters over time. A movie's harder to do because you got to kind of just like get to the conflict right away and like set it up. Like, here's the characters. Let's go. But, you know, Netflix could do a multiple like a sequel after if it does really well. So we'll see. Um, no, it's yeah, interesting. No, I, I wanted to watch Sweet Tooth. I really did. But I just it was there was a time where it was. It's not something that if I did watch, I would have gave it the time of day and it, it would have probably not just fallen on the wayside like it did, but I would have judged it a lot harsh, harsher than I sh- than I would have liked to. Um, so that's why I wanted to get your opinion on it because you did watch it. And uh, 
Yeah, you're right. I mean, even though not watching Sweet Tooth, I know that you're right. It does lend itself to being a lot longer in a in a series now, especially with Netflix, which this is coming out on. I, I forgot to mention. Uh, it helps uh, the viewer like really grasp the story, get these characters more caught up with you. And, 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 you know, obviously the movie might be two hours, whatever, but having episodic, like maybe one hour episodes of five, that's five hours of you being able to tell a story to get to the conclusion or to get to what's going to come next for the next season. You know, there's always things like that, but I'm glad that that he's doing it into a movie. I, I, I want, I want something that's a little bit more, I guess not easier, easier to digest, but something that, you know, I don't have to spend like, like five hours kind of like to get the whole story. Like I want to see how he, what his, what their take is on something that's going to be one parter. You know what I mean? But who knows? They probably yeah. could do two parts, like you said. So, you know, we'll, 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 well, this we'll also seems like it's going to be a lot more effects in- intensive. Like the Sweet Tooth mm. didn't really have a lot of CG. It was mostly just uh, practical effects like with his antlers. And I mean, the ears were animated, but. It was all, a lot of it was done in camera. So I feel like this one, it has probably Netflix is hedging its bets of like, let's put out this feature, see how well it does. And if, because I mean, it's a comic book, so they could adapt more stories as, you know, as the yeah. popularity grows, they could, they could do another sequel or trilogy or mm-hmm. what, whatnot. So. No, yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. I agree. I, I think that's, that's one thing to look out for because if the film does do well um, and garners an audience, it definitely can be made into a sequel or more comics can come of it or, you know, vice versa, like just movies, no comic. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up because I, yeah, I wasn't aware that they're going to make that movie. So that's pretty cool. What do you guys think? Are you guys are you guys excited for this? I want to know. Tell us in the comments. <laughs> it's going to be just me talking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> all right. So that was all the news for this week, right? Oh, there's one other news if you want to get into this one, which I thought was really cool. Go for it. All right, dude, I'm excited for this. Now, The Last of Us HBO series is coming out soon, right? They just cast Nick Offerman to be Bill, one of the characters in The, in the, oh, in the Last of right. Us. Dude, yeah. I'm so excited. I, I did not expect him to, because they, oh, so originally, if you look at the IMDb, whatever, there was a guy already chosen for Bill, this character. Um but I guess something happened where he something or, you know, some other work that he had to do, you know, they, they weren't they weren't able to time management. So he had to cancel one of them and he chose The Last of Us. Dude, let me tell you a little bit about Bill, dude, uh, the character he's going to play. So he's a uh, a character who who has his own town boogie trapped, bro, for the clickers for these uh. like uh, zombie like dude is so cool. And in the story, he has a, a partner, which is. Uh, a partner who he becomes infected and he kills himself. And you find out the story as you're in his town, finding uh, resources to kind of fix a car to get to where you need to be. I'm not going to spoil the rest of the, you know, the, the movie or game or the show or the game. Uh, if you guys want to look into that, but dude, the character is so well done, dude. He's so funny. And, uh, and just that, that uh, Nick Offerman could play off of something like that because, you know, he's coming from, you know, we see him a lot in comedy. And now his, he's kind of coming into a little bit of more seriousness. I love that. I like when comedians do that. I think they are able to do the best, uh, uh, like switch of uh, of uh, of what they're not not that they're comfortable with, but uh, you know, from comedy to drama is always the best switch for them. I feel uh, it's a little harder for drama go to comedy. Uh, an actor like that, at least in my opinion. Yeah, but. that's actually true. If you have a good grasp on comedy, you you can do very dramatic roles because there's something about 
like knowing how to play to the audience. So I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. And he he's he's been doing really well in his roles. Like he's just such a fun guy to watch on camera. Like I think he uh, he does lend more credibility to the like. There's already a stacked cast for this show, so I'm excited for it as well. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I like I like uh, I like everything that I've seen thus far, dude. I think I'm more excited about this uh, adaptation for a video game than the Uncharted movie with Tom Holland. I do want to oh, put that sure. out right now just because, <laughs> I mean, I'm still a little bit, uh, you know, I'm definitely going to watch that movie. I'm not going to lie to you guys, but I feel a little bit way more excited for this. It's just, let me tell you why I'm excited. Last thing, little rant, okay? Are you ready for this? Uh, <laughs> the only reason I'm excited for this, this is one of my favorite games, like one of my top 10 in, in my life, The Last of Us. And that I'm going to be able to share this with you, Jason, and my wife, and your wife, and like anybody who doesn't play that game because of, you know, because it's a video game, not everybody wants to play it. It's like, it's really long or what have you. I don't know why people don't want to do it, but there's, you know, obviously there's, there's reasons, but the fact that I'm able to share this story with you in like this dude makes me even more excited, bro. And, um, that dude, yeah, that, that's it. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> when does this come out? It comes out. I think uh, it comes out next year. I'm not entirely sure the exact date of it. Um, it just maybe says 2022. It doesn't say yeah, it. So, uh, yeah, so they, they they haven't announced it. We haven't even gotten a trailer, but they're already done, I think, filming certain things. So I'm sure they're working on it. So we'll probably get something most likely like, We'll give year. it to you when you're good and ready. <sighs> We're good and ready to give it to you. All right, let's get into our see it or our skip it section, which is personally my favorite section. But, dude, let's talk about our uh, first trailer of the day. What do we got, Ernie? We got the unbearable weight of massive talent. Nick, you've been living at the Sunset Tower for over a year. They love having me there. You owe them $600,000. Okay, I'm going to deal with all that. But I'm going to get this next wrong. And when I do, all of that changes. Then I'm back. Not that you went anywhere. Nicholas Cage, oh my God. <laughs> he was so good in The Rock. What about Gone in 60 Seconds? Have you seen Croods 2? No, I'm 44 years old. Why would I see Croods 2? Now, this uh, stars Nicolas Cage, dude. And I don't even want to give you the synopsis, but I feel like we kind of should, right? It, it just feels, uh, it's such a trippy trailer. There's just so much greatness it's going on. <laughs> Nicolas Cage playing Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yes, dude. It's and it great. just works so well, dude. I was like... Dude, when you send me this, I was just la I was clapping. I'm like, yes, dude, Nicolas Cage is coming back to form. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's him. This is one of the first trailers that actually had me laughing out loud. Yes, like yes. I literally was like, oh, <laughs> like towards the end. <laughs> yeah. Pedro Pascal and Nicolas Cage, man, put oh, them dude. in a series, bro. That it was great. Like dude. I was laughing so mm. hard. I was like, I had to send this to Ernie. Dude, match made in heaven. <laughs> to be honest, dude. Match made in heaven, dude. A part of me was a little reluctant. I was like, oh, what am I going to see? Is it going to be something kind of dumb? And I was just like, oh, my, this is perfect, dude. Like, I cannot wait for this. Yeah, dude. And then forget, <laughs> like, you know what? They, he's all, he's all, I'll never forget you. You know, he's climbing the, <laughs> the wall. And he's like, apparently I could go all across the, on the side. Oh, my God. Was, oh, dude. It's so, so funny. Oh, my gosh. Funny, dude. Well done. Awesome. Well, well done trailer. And, like, yes. the cast looks great. I love that mm -hmm. Nicolas Cage is like, he's like self-aware of what he has become as far as yeah, like the roles yeah. he's taken and like uh 
it, dude, the whole the premise looks great. Like everything about this trailer, I was just like sold. I will watch this movie. Like, yeah, is it? Then, yeah. I think it's coming out in theaters. I don't think it's coming to a streaming service. So. No, no. Uh, it, it's it's that Cajun Cajun dude, uh, that we kept <laughs> speaking of. Like he's coming back, and I think he's like garnering. Like I, I always say, but he's getting an occult following now again. You know, a lot of people loved Nicolas Cage, you know, back for his old stuff. But now he's like coming back slowly where where there's like new viewers, new people that are just enjoying his content. And I love that for him, dude. Like he's a great actor. Like you guys should always have him on your radar. He's sweet. Yeah. Uh, uh, and they even yeah. reference it in the in the trailer, right? There's mm-hmm. like, oh, I didn't watch that. I watched Con Air. I watched, oh, yeah. like, oh, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Because they, they know what they're so working with. It's great. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, exactly. But uh, let me give you the little synopsis uh, uh, just so we can kind of uh, uh, get let you guys know what's going on. Nick Cage in the action comedy, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Creatively unfulfilled and facing financial ruin, the fictionalized version of Cage must accept a $1 million offer to attend the birthday of a dangerous superfan who was played by Pedro Pascual. Things take a wildly unexpected turn when Cage is recruited by a CIA operative, Tiffany Haydish, and forced to live up to his own legend, channeling in his most iconic and beloved on-screen characters in order to save himself and his loved ones. Dude, I was just like, I was like, yes. <laughs> this is so sweet. And you, you can kind of see it in the trailer, too. Like, he's changing uh, certain personas of himself, and I was like, yes, this is sweet. It's funny it's- reading that synopsis. It actually reminds me of the show I was watching, uh, Jean-Claude Van Johnson. I know, oh, I don't yeah. think you watched it, but no, not it's, yet. it's very similar where John Claude is self-aware of who he is in in the show and like it plays off of his previous movies. So I'm hoping this is similar. And I, this one is really playing up the comedy. And, and I think the cast is great. Like Nick, Neil Patrick Harris and Tiffany Haddish, like um, just these four are going to be great, dude. I'm excited for this. one. So definitely you know, see it for me, bro. I see it for me as well, dude. I, I genuinely hope that it does really well i i want people to like enjoy this for you know what it is and uh it it just it just gets this following of like yes nick cage is back you know kind of thing you know when they do that i love it yeah the cage of songs i uh uh, what's it i coined that uh you guys can use it you're (laughs) welcome to it uh but uh i'm gonna get a quarter every time i'm just kidding (laughs) all right so our next trailer we have is the uh official trailer for fantastic beasts the secrets of dumbledore this is the team that's going to take down the most dangerous wizard in over a century. A magizoologist, his indispensable assistant. A wizard descended from a very old family, a school teacher, and a muggle. So this one is the continuation of the crimes of Grendelwald, um, which we had. We're following uh, Aldous Dumbledore and Newt Scamander, which is... You know, it's the prequels to the Harry Potter series. And this one, we actually got the first look of uh, Matt Mickelson and how he's going to be playing because he was replacing uh, Johnny Depp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is so jarring because they they look completely different. I love Matt Mickelson. I mean, I don't mind Johnny Depp either, but, uh, it, you know, what, what was done is done. And we're having to adjust our thinking to it. I'm curious how the audience will do. Uh, yeah. What do you think, Ernie? I mean, I, I actually, funny thing. Uh, after watching this trailer, I got really excited. And so I watched the originals. So I watched one and two. And, uh, you know, in the beginning, you have Colin Farrell as uh, 
Grindelwald. Right. And then you have Johnny Depp as Grindelwald towards the end of the first one. And then it's just all Johnny Depp as Grindelwald. So I assume that in the third one, they can make it Grindelwald again, another version, because he's sort of a shapeshifter kind of in character, I guess. And I, I think people are going to be like, okay with it. I, just because of what I've said before, like it's happened in the previous film. So it, it just kind of works with it. I will say this. I know that, you know, those who don't know, there was this big thing with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, uh, some sort of uh, domestic violence. Um, and I guess, uh, you know, Johnny Depp wasn't actually the cause of it. It was her. There's this whole thing. I mean, if you guys want to look into it or want to hear us discuss it, definitely, you know, hit us up on Twitter and we'll we'll go a little deeper dive into it. But that's all you need to know. And uh, so now we have Matt Mickelson, which like you said, dude, I don't mind, dude. I like him. I think, uh, I think he's going to play off so well off of every other character. He's just such a great actor. Yeah. But I do want to say one thing, which is, uh, I guess I'm going to be a little fan out, uh, be a little fan here. Uh, dude, Jude Law as Albus Dumbledore, bro. Uh, great casting. Probably one of my favorite castings in a, movies in a long time. I was watching it, like I said, again, I was like, dang, he is so good. Like, I'm like, I'm glad that they chose him to portray this character from all these other six films or, or six films, right? For the Harry Potter, the, the yeah. is right. I think something like that. I, I don't recall. But the fact that he's like replaying this, this beloved character and he's even, I felt like beloved here. I was like, yeah, dude, he's doing such a great job. And then the trailer is just so well shot where it doesn't show you enough, but it shows you, or I'm sorry, not enough. It doesn't show you everything, but it shows you enough to kind of like uh, uh, get you, uh, you know, thinking about it and, 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 and excited, you know? It's eight movies, bro. There's eight, eight movies. Oh, Se- Jesus. Seven books, eight movies. Jesus. Um, yeah, I forgot that they, uh, wow, why did I say six? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. It would, so, yeah. So, eight movies. But the, the thing is that I actually, I think I posted on Twitter. I, I was glad that they were continuing the story because for a while there, I thought because the ratings weren't as high in the last movie and the whole thing with Johnny Depp. Like I was like, are they going to even continue the series? And I actually enjoyed, like I liked what they're doing with new commander in the first couple. I loved like the wizard battles. I liked what Catherine Waterston and uh, uh, Eddie Redmayne were bringing to the table. I know there's even a, like a conflict thing about Ezra Miller right now, you know? Oh been, yeah. You know, <laughs> but I, I want to highlight one guy, which is uh, Dan Folger who plays uh, Jacob Fogler. Um, Fogler. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. He, when I watched this trailer, I was like, oh, first of all, he he looks different. Like he looks like he's lost a bunch of weight. But um, I love he what he brings to this whole series. Like I feel like he's kind of the underspoken person in this trilogy. And I for a moment, I was like, what if he gets trained to become a wizard? Could this happen? Can a muggle become a wizard or is it just like you have to be born with it? <laughs> no, I think like, you have to possible? be born with it. I think you have to be born with it. But the cool thing is that like you see in the trailer, right? He gets a wand right. from Albus and then he's able to wield it and use it. But I think the wand has power, not him. Mm. Right. Uh, uh, but but I'm glad you said something about Dan Fogler. Like I used to really dislike the character when I first saw the first two films uh, uh, but really? I re, oh. yeah, re, but rewatching it, I grew a big appreciation for him. I was like, he's us living in this magical world because not up to uh, up to this point, we really didn't get uh, uh, muggles, right? Or 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 the non magic, uh, or at least you know that I can recall. I know probably we did, but not not to this 
Uh, yeah, you did, they didn't really focus on them. Yeah, the, they didn't the focus were kind on of them, like right? Not, not, yeah, they weren't essential to the story. Yeah, it was everything about magic and uh, that he's coming into this world kind of like if we were, you know, and, you know, he's trying to, you know, uh, do the most he can with all these crazy things happening. I was like, okay, now I, I was like, okay, I, I see I see his purpose and I enjoy him as a character a lot more. And I was like, he's pretty sweet, dude. Like, yeah. uh, uh, And I'm wondering, does he... Who is he in the in the Harry Potter world? Like, like could he be someone like that? They just haven't revealed. Like, he eventually becomes uh, Hedwig or something, or you know what I mean. Like, he could just become somebody mm. in that series, but we just don't know yet. Oh, interesting! I, I didn't even think of that. Now, I'm not. I, I like Harry Potter. I've only read like two or three books, um, but I did not read all of them. So, I mean, because the Fantastic Beast itself is is in the books. You know, but it's talked about, you know, it's not like I don't think they had a, a whole thing of it. I think it got expanded on. So a lot of this, I think, is like new things that uh, J.K. Rowling uh, rewrote or wrote right for for the books. Um, I'm sorry. And, Hagrid, not Hedwig. Hedwig no. is the, the owl. Yeah, Hedwig is the bird. You know, it's funny <laughs> that you said that. I was like, Hedwig, I'm uh, maybe I mean, you know, possibly like, you know how uh, they had like the, he shapeshifts uh, uh, into the bird. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, what's his uh, oh my God, Nagini, right? Uh, yeah. The snake for uh freaking Voldemort. I thought that's what you were like getting at that. He's like, Oh, he was going to die. So they turned him into an owl. I was like, maybe I was like, that, that's kind of cool, but that's funny. Hagrid. <laughs> Cause was, was, is Hagrid a, a wizard or is he? Hagrid is a wizard. Yeah. Okay. Hagrid is a wizard. Um, but he, uh, he ends up, uh, becoming a, uh, a, uh, he ends up getting kicked out of the school because of the spider incident where it was actually, um, Oh, that's right. That's what's right. his face? Uh, Tom Riddle. He got him. He made it sound like it was uh, his fault that the people were dying. But he knows Dumbledore. Didn't he grow up with Dumbledore? Maybe. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm reaching. I'm reaching here. I wanted to like somehow tie into the Harry. T- you are, <laughs> but I love it. Like this is yes, maybe, dude. We don't know. Like th- this could happen. But I do want to get back to one thing before we move on. You're. I love the setting, dude. Like the 19. What is it? Like 1960s, 19. I mean, 1940s kind of era and like the way that the wizards like uh, uh, fight, it's very uh, more. It feels like like if they're sophisticated, kind of like uh, uh, um, Sirius Black. I don't know if you recall when he's fighting. It's very it's like a jousting. You know what I mean? This one feels like, you know, it has its own uh, 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 merits in the uh, wizarding world uh, technique of fighting. Like it looks different. Uh, I really enjoyed Colin Farrell. I loved how he looked, but I'm glad that they're switching them uh, and characters and, and kind of seeing what they're going to be able to do. Um, Ezra Miller looks freaking sweet too with the long hair. I thought that was pretty cool. But I mean, it, it, yeah, I'm curious and I'm excited to see this. I've been I've been uh, dying to see what what was what's the ending. What's what's going to happen, right? Yeah, I agree with you. I, I'm glad you brought up the um, the fighting style. It feels a little more gritty and like. I don't know. The the battles feel more like the higher stakes. Like you could actually get mm-hmm. zapped. And I I liked how um, Matt Mickelson. They have that. You know, he's he's pulling the memories out, and they, it all ties together with like, oh yeah, what's gonna happen? I'm excited. Yeah, there's so it's, it's much. Cool. It's a scene for me as well. See it for you. Yes, dude. Definitely see it for me, dude. Hard to see it. <laughs> <laughs> When does this come out? Like uh, this one comes out next year, uh, I think. But I don't think it has like a date. All right, let's move on to our next trailer, and it's for everything, everywhere, all at once. This is Wang. This is Wang. Mrs. Wang, are you with us? I am paying attention. 
Now you may only see a pile of receipts, but I see a story. I can see where this story is going. It does not look good. So I know why you put this one on the list, Ernie. This is another A24 movie. It is, I know you. Dude. I know you love your A24. I really do. And uh, I'm going to tell a synopsis and then more, and we're going to get into it a little bit, okay? Uh, so an aging Chinese immigrant is swept up in an insane adventure where she alone can save the world by exploring other universes, connecting with the lives she could have led. Now... Before we get into it, do we need a lot of more multiverses things? <laughs> that's I true. think that's one of the reasons I, you know, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of A24. I like watching their things. But one of the big reasons I put this on was I want to get your thoughts on that. Like, do we need everything to have multiverses now? Well, but this is A24 multiverse. Like, this is going to be <laughs> different than anything we've seen, like, MCU wise. Yeah, that's true. Um, I know they're jumping on the bandwagon because it seems like everyone's. But, like, this concept, I feel, is is new to like the public audience. Like it's not like, you know, comic book fans. We know, we know multiverse, but this is because of the MCU, we're getting introduced to this idea. And so we're getting this concept, but done in a very different creative a 24 style. Right. So I'm excited for it. Like the dude, the trailer is great. The trailer mm -hmm. is really fun. I liked um, what Jamie Lee Curtis was <laughs> bringing to the table. And yeah. um, even key, how do you say his name? Key who Huang. I think you're right. Yeah. Huang. Um, <laughs> he had some sweet one-liners in that. And like um, Michelle Yao is, is uh, kicking butt as normal. Like she was in what, Shang-Chi recently? Yes. Um, I'm glad she's starring like in a in a role that we are actually getting into the public audience. Like this is great. I'm excited for it. Uh, what, are, what are your thoughts? No, I agree. I, I, I like the cast. Like you said, Michelle Yeon and uh, uh, Ki Hui Kwan uh, is sweet. And like his little one-liners there, like uh, Stephanie Hughes, uh, if I'm saying that correctly, sorry. Uh, she's sweet. I like her in a lot. Like she comes out in Aquafina. I think uh, the guy who uh, directed this movie uh, did an episode of Aquafina. Aquafina. I think it's called Grandma and Chill, and that's one of my favorite episodes. Uh. It's the one where Grandma's telling the story of like communist China and how she escaped all that stuff. And and uh, Stephanie Hughes' character comes out, and uh, she's like the best friend. It, it's really sweet episode. I've I've talked about it like uh, a while back, uh, a few up, like few few episodes back. You're talking about uh, Aquafina in the Bronx or whatever. It's yes, called? yes, correct. Yeah, like it's on HBO right now. If you guys want to check that out, I highly recommend it. Um, but so so here's my question, Ernie, go ahead. for this before before you get into it. But no, um, so A24 is known for its its uh, its twists, right? It's like taking something and juxtaposing it in a way that you probably didn't think about. Um, so my question is, are we gonna get because this trailer is very straightforward. This trailer Definitely. like basically lays out exactly what you're going to get. Is it going to be that? Like, are we going to get basically what we're showing, or do they think there's going to be a twist? No. Yeah, we're going to get a twist. Uh, if, uh, if, okay. if all A24 <laughs> has taught us anything, Jace, we're going to get something that we're like, okay, we're, we we see where this is going, but is it really going there? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, it, something's going to change. It's not. It, they can't stay. I think we saw too much in the trailer to right. not have something thinking. extra, you know, going on in the back. Uh, that's my thoughts on that. I mean, I don't know if you, I mean, I know you're not the, I know you like a 24, but I know you're not like a big, big fan of them. Like we've watched a few movies together, but. 
What are your thoughts? I didn't mind Lamb. I thought Lamb was crazy. <laughs> that's a. <laughs> no, but yeah, that. <laughs> Lamb, dude. I'm sorry. They, well, hold on. I want to actually uh, for uh, uh, for the for the audience who's been with us for a long time. If you guys can recall the episode where we uh, talked about Lamb in the trailer, I told you guys Jason's gonna watch this movie with me. <laughs> and what happened, dude? Tell the tell tell the audience, dude. Dude, we watched it and we were <laughs> as as puzzled as ever at the end of it. We're like, what? But I think it, I think it was worth it. It was worth it. Yeah, I, I think so too. But I was. Wasn't my favorite movie. I think it was a little bit. I don't know. A twenty four is another of those creative artists that that goes out swinging, and it could be a hit or could be a miss. Mm-hmm. But they've yeah. been doing pretty well. No, yeah, definitely uh, they they've been getting some good uh good movies out there. Uh... <laughs> but yeah, definitely I I feel like there's gonna be a twist to this. Yeah, which, of course. And I don't know what's up with the googly eyes. Like there's googly eyes everywhere in this trailer, and they know what they're doing. They have a yeah plan. yeah. It, there's something going on. Someone's watching them. Someone who who uh, is controlling the multiverses or something in that vein, for sure. Kind of like the Watcher. That, that's my big guess. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, that's true. You have yeah. to have a Watcher in a multiverse. Exactly. You don't want everything to get out of control, dude. I, the, the reason I was uh, uh, asking you that question before about multiverses, do we need them? Like, we just had Infinite with Mark Wahlberg. Now SpongeBob's going to get into it. Or, I mean, sorry, Pokemon is going to get into multiverses. And you're right. It's becoming such a... Uh, a mainstream thing to have just because of the MCU, which is, which is, you know, really neat. And I'm glad people are able to, you know, like uh, enjoy that kind of style of like movie telling, I guess. Uh, it's just, I feel like now it's, it's coming out too much and a little heavy handed <laughs> in everything, you know, where <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's, everyone's jumping on the bandwagon. It's jumping so on that. it, but I'm, I'm sure that these titles had been working for a while, maybe post pandemic or, you know what I mean? But it's just they were just waiting for Marvel to explain it. And then they're like, OK, let's do it. Green okay. light. Yeah, it's like, uh, do it, do it, do it now. But uh, yeah, that's my final thoughts. I'm actually here for this. I I'm definitely want to check it out. That's true. I, I, I'm here for it as well. It's a it's a see it for me as well. All right. So our next trailer, we have the, the rise of Gru. Minions 2 is getting a sequel. What? Welcome to the vicious six. Hello? Everybody here for the interview? Me too. What do you drive? I got the jet bike. They're ready to see you, Mr. Gru. Oh, good. Great. Oh, here we go! Distinguished villains! My name is Gru! I feel like I'm talking too loud even though our proximity doesn't require this kind of volume! You seriously think a puny little child can be a villain? Yes, I, I am pretty despicable. You don't want to cross me? Ernie, you saw the trailer. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool. I, I'm a big fan. I'm not like a big fan. I got to figure out a better way to say are you, this. Are you a big fan? Did you I watch do, Minions? I, I do. Did I you watch, like Minions? Yeah, I do. Yes. I like all of them. I like Despicable Me. I like all that stuff. When we went to Universal Studios and did the little Minion thing, a uh, little theme park area, I enjoyed that. And that was like when our, with our Wait, nephew right. was like really, 
having a great time with the fart gun. Remember we, we got him, I think. <laughs> so oh, yeah. like, this is like, it, it's, it's up there for me, like with like an animation, you know, and I know a lot of people hate this style of animation because it comes out quick. It's cheap. And it's, you know, it's just, I don't, I don't know. A lot of people just, you know, there's a lot of back and forth of it. I genuinely enjoy it. And I thought the story looks pretty cool. I like that this, they got Steve Carell back and he's doing like what, you know, I can only assume is his, version of grew as a 12 year old you know like you know they they like mess with his voice with some sort of voice effect yeah uh but it's just it follows his story uh him trying to become a uh a super villain and i guess there's like a group of evil people who he's trying to join i think they're called the vicious six and <laughs> you know it's funny because play off the sinister six yeah from, exactly uh, Spider-Man. And, yeah, yeah from marvel here and uh it's funny because you know he's trying to prove himself and i think that's the, obviously we know what happens he becomes the best supervillain in the end right i guess we know but we don't we don't know if the, he ends up joining the no he's not gonna join six. them i think he's gonna like end up for sure we know he's not going to because like we see what happens in the future you know he just has right. dr nefarious and uh i think not dr nefario sorry uh who's played by russell brand so bro i didn't i did not like the actual so i've been i liked all the despicable me's i don't like minions minions was the one i was like ah, this is not working do you not because, like Minionese? Is that why? <laughs> well, no, I, I, it's, it's charming. It's, it's, I love the characters themselves, but they can't carry a movie on their own. I felt, I felt once, once the, the sidekicks became the highlight of the story or the focus of the story, it just didn't work because. Well, it was a big money grab, right? It was. If that's what it felt like, this one, I feel like at least they're putting Gru in it, and he seems like he's maybe becoming the focal point again. But if it's called minions 2 do you think it's just called minions 2 because they need to continue I mean, they, yeah, the story they, they need to continue the story for sure um but but i mean i i'm i'm sure that minions did well maybe not for us right oh it did it did but 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 yeah, but yeah you're right it, that honestly and, and it's sad to say that was a big money grab like they did minions because people loved minions on despicable me like it made so much money like the sheer amount of kids loving that stuff it was everywhere Right. It was funny. It was like cute. It was all that. And so parents got behind it and it, it was like this big thing. Now they made that movie wasn't the best. And you're right. I'm glad that they they, you know, I'm glad that they tried to make Minion something, but it didn't work. And that they're trying to make Gru the focal point again, like you stated, is probably their best bet because they're nothing without their leader, if that makes sense. And then I guess that's what that's what's going to show you. um uh, in this movie, which I thought was really cool. Um, we're going to get a ton of like really cool character actors. Like I, I just want to talk about a few, uh, we get John Claude Van Damme coming out, Dolph Ludgreen, uh, uh, Danny Trejo, like some cool, sweet voices that are going to be, you know, part of the villain cast. Um, but yeah. Well, I, I mean, we'll see, we'll see if it's, it's actually like they fixed some of the, 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 uh, story issues where, um, Gru is now more of the center focal point. I think that'll fix it. Um, I'm not sure if this is targeted at... Because I'm interested to talk about the next trailer because both of these movies are targeted at the younger audience. But um, but let's get into it. The next trailer is called The Bad Guys. Hey, you. Get over here. Oh, I know what it is. You're afraid because I'm the big bad wolf. The villain of every story. Duh. And this is the crew, Mr. Angela, Mr. Shark, Mr. Piranha, Mr. Snake, 
Everyone copy. 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 We're the bad guys. It's crime time, baby. Shark. We need a distraction. Do I get to improvise? Fine. Please be subtle. I'm having a baby! Is there a doctor? Or perhaps several security guards that could leave their post and help me? This film centers around a reformed yet misunderstood villain known as Mr. Wolf, Mr. Piranha, Mr. Snake, and Mr. Stark, or Mr. Stark, Mr. Shark, and Mrs. Tarantula. Mr. Wolf tires of a life of crime and convinces the others to live their lives as a force for good. Uh, Ernie, what did you think of this trailer? I, I thought it was cool. I mean, you guys should definitely check out the trailer. I love the style. I think this is probably one of my favorite art styles that I've seen in a animation movie in a in a long time besides spider-man into the spider-verse um i really love the way it's very uh uh, like a book coming at you um and uh the bad guys is a book Uh, it's a children's book i'm not sure i've never read it um but yeah but i want to get into uh before we get into the trailer uh or my thoughts like uh about what you were going to say what did you think about the trailer? I enjoyed it. I did. I agree. The the animation style is fun, and it looks like fun. But I don't know who this is. I feel like this is targeted at maybe like junior high, high school. Yeah, it's not targeted at us. I don't think it. Even though I could watch it and enjoy it, probably I don't think it's targeted at the adult audience. What do you think? No, I. A part of me agrees with you, but I think this is falling in line with the way SpongeBob SquarePants did. Um, like Minions as well. Uh, true. Uh, so, so SpongeBob SquarePants was for kids, but it had these moments of adult mature content that I think like 18 year olds and, 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 uh, and, you know, people like in their twenties were able to understand and, and enjoy. Right. Um, it isn't like Shrek where Shrek was a big, uh, I want to say kind of uh, love letter to adults who liked children's things you know who grew up with that kind of stuff but i think like this is what that is it's mature enough for you or me to bring my daughter or you know if you had a son or a daughter to bring them but you are also there to enjoy as well like you'll get that wittiness of it and uh so it's hard to to like from the trailers i don't know but it 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 seems a little like has its adult uh moments and so like many as well go ahead that's kind of why I was saying like junior high, high school, because I feel like it's is not for younger kids. Like this is not for like your five or your six year olds. This is for kids that will understand the humor and it's pushing the pushing the boundaries of, of kid movies in a way, like kind of like how Shrek did where it's got a more adult mm-hmm. jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially the casting, it feels like the casting is targeted more at the older audience. Um, so it's just different because the reason why I wanted to, kind of talk about the differences between the minions um, to rise of crew and, um, and this one, the bad guys is they're both targeting kind of the younger audience, but it's different ways. It's very different ways. Um, Would you bring your kids to um, minions to more likely, or would you take them to both? I'd probably take them to both, but I think at the time of, of these movies, They'd, they'd have to be at a certain age. It'd have to be like four or five or something like that where they are able to sit down and enjoy something like this. There's like far, like not worse things, but things that are a little bit more adult oriented on YouTube that kids already watch. Like my, like our, our nephew was watching like, uh, we always talk about this, but like some guy that was like a killer and he's like, you know, he kills you with your IP, he finds you with your IP address, like stupid things like that. But 
like kids are so <laughs> like we always say this they're so desensitized now uh that yeah i feel like this could definitely be something that i could show my daughter because she's most likely going to have my humor right i think it depends on the adult or the father or mother who takes them to this if they uh uh have their kid uh watching things in this you know vein of of uh of uh cartoon and comedy i'm sure that like they'll understand and want to see it i think they're both great and 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 they and uh, i think like minions is probably a little bit of a of an easier sell but bad guys i mean if my daughter would read the books i'm sure she'd be more excited about it right it's like like diary diary of a wimpy kid our nephew's reading that he's uh he's eight now but he read the books and it excited him more to watch when the when the uh, Disney show came out. So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of variables, but I think yes. Yeah. Well, no, I I agree with you. I just think that this the bad guys in particular, it has a lot of dialogue and it's not for the younger kids like the the 2-year-olds, 3-year-olds, 4-year-olds, 5-year-olds. Oh, yeah, like no, they're, for sure, yeah. They're not I don't know if they'd be able to sit through this, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I I don't know if they'd be as entertained as they would watching Minions because Minions has a lot of physical humor and like yeah. silliness that is very accessible to that that age. So that's that's the only reason why I kind of wanted to bring it up is no. because mm-hmm. they're both animation, they're both targeted at kids, but this one felt like you have to be at an age to appreciate it, right? Like the dialogue is you're going to be okay with like funny yeah. funny one-liners and dialogue that type of thing. So Yeah. No, I agree with you. I think it's going to it's going to go over a lot of kids' heads if they're a little too young to understand. Uh, if it's not physical comedy, you know what I mean? Like, you're definitely right. I, th- I think you're right, yeah. So you have to pick one, Ernie. Are you going to go see The Minions 2 or are you going to go see The Bad the bad Guys? Which one would I you pick? I think I want to go see Minions 2, to be honest with you. I, I don't oh, know. really? Yeah, I don't know what it is that, like, the. Tr- I, I, to- I told you I really like Minions. I, I, enjoyed the, I enjoyed the stuff. Like, I enjoy all that stuff. And... uh you want to see that story continue? Yeah, I want to see the story continue, and I want to. I just, I think uh, I'm just here for that one a little bit more. But I mean, if I can, uh, may I, Jason? If I may, please, if I can watch both, I will. <laughs> so you would see both. Of see course, yeah, dude. See, see them both for me. But I mean, if I had to pick one, I would say I'd probably want to see the bad guys because it's a different, you know, something new, something different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked kind of, it's more humor targeted at slightly older audience but um maybe minions will i mean they'll see it for me too i i enjoy cartoons and animated stuff so i'm a sucker for it so let's move on to our twitter questions now ernie yes sir you picked a couple of twitter questions yeah i saw this uh <laughs> now this despite this... avoiding all the spoilers <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude uh so let me let me uh, let me just tell them the story if i may jason may i Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so like, so like I stated before, I've been on this social media blackout, but social media is where I get all my like news that I like to like, you know, sorry that I really want to talk about. Obviously it's, it's my uh, New York times for the day. You know what I mean? Looking at Twitter. And uh, I actually had to just go to websites like a normal, like a, like a dang animal. Uh, I had to like, <laughs> through but i went through like uh, a caveman like a cave uh, so i went to uh, comicbook.com and i saw this interview with uh, matthew vaughn and uh, those who don't know who matthew vaughn he's he's a director of kick-ass uh, kingsman one and two x-men first class he's done a few other things i think he's produced a few of them as well um and uh they asked him uh who would you choose as a replacement for hugh jackman as wolverine and his choice was tom hardy <laughs> 
And he says, I think he was a little too old, but definitely that would be my choice. And uh, that's not verbatim. Obviously, he said a little different, but I was like, oh, that's kind of a cool idea. I never thought of Tom Hardy. Now, reading that, I was I was like, wow, this would be a great Twitter question. Now, Jason, we're getting to that time. We're getting to that reboot X-Men time, I feel. It's time. It's coming soon. Who would you choose? Who Who's your uh, choice? That's a hard question, bro. I, I would probably pick someone younger, someone that can stay in the franchise longer, like Taron Egerton, or how about Harry Potter himself? You think he could do it? <laughs> <laughs> why am I, I blanking? I'm blanking on his name. Uh, freaking Daniel Radcliffe, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. Daniel Radcliffe. Would you do? Would you have him be a... Does he fit the role? Who Who would you pick, Ernie? I don't know. This is a hard one. Uh, I would pick uh, Chris Pratt because he's in everything now. I'm just kidding now. Uh, no, I, I honestly, I was, I was, uh, this one was a, a tough one because I can't see anyone else as Wolverine other than Hugh Jackman. Like, that's just how yeah. it's been for me for a while. But I, uh, <laughs> this one's going to surprise you. Are you ready? You know who I want to play this guy and like, just, I don't know, maybe go crazy with the character? We got Jesse Plemons. What's up? <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> what a what a choice, uh, dude! I was like, I'm like, and it's not even me drop dropping that on you. You're like just Jesse Plemons and everything. Yeah, exactly. It's not me for to drop that on you, like where oh, it's a crazy you know thought. But I'm like, no, I feel like imagine if you know, obviously he's gonna get a huge j- jacked men. You know what I mean? He's gonna get buff and all that craziness. Like, I wonder if he can like play off this character like like a different version of Wolverine. You know what I mean? Like something that is up like that alley, but. Uh, that that was just me. I was like, that was a fun choice for me. I thought I was like, oh, that'd be kind of cool to see him uh, play a character that's uh, 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 not something he's not not that he's not comfortable with, but something that he's not used to. Wow, I would never have thought Jesse Plemons. Yeah. He could do it though. Like I could do anything. Yeah, definitely. It's funny. You know who who would actually fit really well is um, Carl Urban from The Boys. I feel like he could do a pretty good Wolverine, but he's a little older too. Mm, yeah. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, yeah, Carl Urban. Yeah, that's a good choice too. Dang, that's a that's a good one. Bones, dude, in uh, Star Trek. Bones. Um, yeah. because uh, his wife took everything but his bones. <laughs> that's a good one. I think that's what that's why he calls himself Bones. Is that what I think so. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that's that's a, underrated, bro. That's that, underrated. That's a good. That's a good freaking movie. I love that one. Um. Yeah, that's a that that's probably my choice. I'm sure that there's other people that I haven't like thought of. Um like we can go different characters. I would also say like maybe do uh uh oh my gosh. Uh no, he's too old. I was gonna say like Lucky Stanfield, possibly, but I was like, hey, he's too old, right? He's like, I'm not sure how old he is, but I don't think he you know, if they want to go for a younger guy, like I, I don't think he can fit that narrative now. It'd be have to be someone different. Even if they chose like a yeah. different, like a female Wolverine, like, you know, the X24, I want to say maybe, or X23. Dude, I'm all for a female Wolverine from and, that last uh, Wolverine movie, dude. Yeah, yeah. Freaking Laura. Uh, yeah. Yeah, dude. Why not? Why sweet. not? Yeah, I that'd be see cool. That. I want to I see how they would treat that. Like, because the character is so beloved, right? Wolverine himself is a guy. Yeah. But like, it, it, it just would be really cool to see um, him, like, or uh, her, you know, uh, tackle you know being a a female version of him because she she's basically the same thing she's just a woman right um so i don't yeah. know yeah there's a lot of things i hope they do it i hope they go that direction that'd be an easy way to reboot it without 
the nostalgia of Wolverine in the back of your head because it's like, well, of course, someone completely different. The character would be different, but we'd still get that Wolverine action, you know, with the claws. Yeah, then we'd get Zazzy Beats as a uh, uh, freaking X-23 or whatever oh, her name is. Well, thank you for the question, uh, Ernie, for finding that one. I have a question for you that I saw that I, I, I want to get into this. So at Chancellor P says, Invasion, the Apple TV series Invasion, The Foundation, which is also Apple, um, and Will of Time are three shows that had so much hype and promise, but I feel like no one talks about these shows or watches them. Any fans of these shows, are they worth checking out? Dude, I want to so say... I, yeah, go ahead. I'll go, <laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead. I, I want to say one thing about <laughs> Chancellor Pete. Thank you for the question. appreciate it. Uh, or, uh, you know, put you posting it. I, I, I like the way you put it. He's like, Invasion Foundation. Like, it just sounds like it's rhyming <laughs> really well. But, dude... <laughs> and Wheel of the Nation. And Wheel of the Nation. Uh, oh, that's okay. <laughs> Uh, so yes and uh i guess i guess we'll just get into it jace i'm sorry i'm gonna have to you know it's part of the question i have not seen invasion or foundation uh i know uh you've told me to watch uh only wheel of time on this list i'm not sure about the other ones i'm not sure if you ever recommended them i know we've talked about i'm talking about foundation foundation's good Mm -hmm. Uh, i haven't seen invasion and i'm like waiting to watch it Mm -hmm. because i want to finish I have too many lined up. So as soon as I finish like foundation, I'll probably go into invasion. Oh, okay. Um, and then but I do want to watch them. And then, uh, and then you're going to f- watch wheel of the nation. I'm just kidding. Now, uh, <laughs> so I, if I were to recommend anything and this is a, a crazy, this is, this is wild. So last episode discussed wheel of time. Right. And I wasn't a big fan of the first episode. I was like reluctant. And I was saying to you guys, that I needed time. I needed to de- let, let this one marinate a little bit more. I needed to finish the episodes. And uh, I, I, it's crazy to me to answer you this, this to you guys or like letting you guys know this. Uh, I really enjoy the show. And uh, it's not because you're, I don't know if you guys are going to understand what I mean by this, but I enjoyed the show because it reminded me of uh, Hercules, uh, the Kevin Sorbo. Do you remember that original show? Like Xena, the warrior princess. It reminded oh, yeah. me of that a little campy. And, and I was like, dude, I was like, why is it making me feel like this weird nostalgia feeling? I'm like, dude, Kevin Sorbo, this is what that is. <laughs> and I, I was like, it, it made me enjoy it even more. I'm like two episodes. Uh, 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 I think I need to do two more episodes. Um, but I've been actually enjoying the show. Like it's up my alley. I still really dislike uh, uh, the character. Uh, <laughs> the one that I, I always tell you about. Um, uh Fudge, I forget her name right now. Uh, uh, uh Rosamund Pike. Rosamund Pike. Uh, yeah. The main. Uh, she's like one of the main characters. Uh, she plays a uh, uh, freaking Morianne de Madre. I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly, but I still hate her face, dude. I'm sorry. It's just because of Gone Girl. She pissed me off, dude. And uh, and and now she's kind of growing on me a little bit. I think past the third episode, uh, it's getting a lot better. Well, she's. Go ahead. She's like pretty, she's highlighted in the first episode and then she kind of falls off, like not falls off, but like she's not as, it shifts focus to the, the other characters. Yeah, the other four her. characters. Yeah. So I, I do want to say this because I recommend Wheel of Time now. Uh, and, and that's, that's pretty funny because like last that's episode crazy. was last week. And uh, I even did a deep, deep freaking uh, lore check on this. Dude, I went, I went to go look at, at the books. They have like 14, they have like uh, about, 14 books i think that they uh they created um 
I think uh, the original creator died after doing 11. And I think another person uh, grabbed them and, and he did the last book, but he did it in a three parter. And I was like, mm. I was like, so that's why there's like 14 books. So yeah, so so good show. I am actually enjoying it. I'm not sure why a lot of people to answer your question. I don't know why people aren't talking about it. I think these are the things that um, are kind of like those small hits, like uh, people like me and Jason, or or like you, Chancellor P, who are you know talking about them and kind of getting other people's uh, reactions and and get and garnering a small little community. I think that's like the best thing for these shows that they they know that they have a fan base. It, it'll grow. Uh, I'm sure that there's a lot of things happening right now. It's it is a uh, holiday season. Spider-Man's coming out. You know, there's so many things, so many variables on why maybe this show is falling on the wayside. Um, I did go on Amazon Prime because this is an Amazon Prime show, and uh, it wasn't like on the front page or anything crazy. Everything else was, and I was like, I'm on that. Well, that's not a good sign. Like promote your show, <laughs> like better. I think that's probably one of the biggest reasons. Uh, but yeah, I want to. The last thing I'm gonna say, uh, this would have made this Jason, this show, Wheel of Time, would have made a freaking great anime, bro. The things that they could have gone away with, with an anime, oh, interesting. That would have been freaking sweet. And that that is all I will say. I still haven't finished the whole show, so uh, I guess I can give you my probably my full review um when I finish it, because uh, the episodes are coming out every Friday, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I think we're at what a couple a couple episodes from we're, finishing. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, dude, I wanted to, I wanted to binge the whole thing because we had talked last episode. I was like, I'm gonna watch the whole thing before the next episode so I can tell him if I recommend it or not. And I think I got to like episode four, four and a half. Um, so I'm not quite there yet. Um, but I will say this. So for Wheel of Time, the first episode is shaky. First sec- episode is rocky, and then I noticed a shift in the second episode. It's much better. I feel like the cinematography is getting better. It's so weird. It's such a mixed bag because there are shots that are beautiful and shot extremely well. And then you get these weird, like, like, like you're saying campy shots where it, it doesn't feel cinematic at all. And you're like, why is it so mixed? And I feel like it's, it's such a big scale and they're trying to do so much world building that I think maybe, you know, some stuff got filmed in different places and they're stitching it all together. And I think it's still finding its footing. But I do like it. I, to answer uh, my my opinion of Chancellor P's question, the reason why these shows um, get so much hype and then kind of fall by the wayside, I feel like is the it didn't come out swinging the way the audience wants it to. And I feel like it's because it's such a high production. Um, Invasion's got a big production value. Um, Foundation's got a huge production as well. And so they need to find their footing. They need to get their groove in order to build that audience. And I feel like this first seasons of all these shows are very kind of, they're, sh- they're still trying to figure it out. They're still trying to find what it is that the audience really grasps and hang hangs onto. It's funny. Wheel of times particularly has so many, I know we were talking about how it was kind of laying foundational work for Lord of the Rings. That's um, that came out after it. Uh, and you notice that there are moments where, like they go to the prancing pony type of thing where they go, they go to like, do you, do you remember the, when the uh, two characters go to that one bar? Yeah. And it reminded me of when Frodo and them go to the prancing pony yes. or they have that, yes that scene where uh, they, they get to the, the river boat and then they cross the river and then 
that horde can't go across the yeah, river just yeah. like how they did. Yeah. I was like, that's Lord of the Rings. You know, but it's they, funny is I didn't want to. There's a twist. I, didn't, I was like, uh, okay. they, I didn't want to bring that up either. Cause I was like, is that spoilery? Is that? Spoiler? Oh. <laughs> that's why I didn't want to bring that up. I mean, but, that was... Yeah. I'm so glad. No, it's fine now, dude. It's out there. I don't care, dude. You guys watch the show. <laughs> yes. Yes. Dude. I, and then like the guy yells, he goes, and I was like, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, dude. I yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. Oh, this is Lord of the Rings, dude. Like, so you can see kind of like the 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 imprints of like what what inspired uh, Tolkien to write those those Lord of the Rings. But I I liked how there was twists to it. Like it wasn't exactly beat for beat, right? Like so we get a kind of a different different version. Like yes, they go to like a bar. Or yes, they go to like you know different things. But it feels so much different. Like the way this world is. Like there's there's more to it. Like there wasn't just the rings of power. Like there are um, different classes of people and different types of I don't know if you want to call them wizards or light benders or whatever. But you know colors mean things and different um, things on there like emblems. Like it feels like there's a lot of world building that is not explored yet, but it's laying the foundations for future episodes and future um, parts of the story. And I actually liked how once they shifted to the the other characters like the six or the five of the potential dragon people i got you get to know them over time and you're like oh it's kind of interesting i like i liked how they each have their kind of own struggle and they meet i think the part of the fun of this show is just meeting the different um tribes and different uh, towns like going from place to place and like exploring that um, that's uh, for me anyway I, that's what i've been enjoying um, would you agree yes i i definitely do and uh i'm glad that you mentioned that thing about lord of the rings because I think that's so I like I said it really reminded me of Hercules for a bit right like that whimsical kind of like uh kind of campiness right and uh you know after a while I'm like okay this moment of wheel of time I was like it reminds me of Lord of the Rings and I'm like they're going on a fellowship <laughs> like I, there was like these things and I just kept like it just referring back and it, and I think that made me enjoy the show a lot more and you could definitely like you said it, it does fall in line with what he might have uh uh taken from the books and uh yeah it's just it, it's it's a it's an interesting show and i'm definitely curious to see where it's gonna end up because if it does uh do well i'm not sure how it's doing i mean like it's getting sevens and eights like overall like in uh in uh in its uh, uh ratings but I, I, yeah. I don't know how it's doing with fans like you know with with people who are actually watching this because it can probably get very, you know, highly uh, rated uh, by fans, but not by critics or, or by critics or but not by fans, vice versa, either or. All right. So our next question comes from at Doug Carlin, 2006 Deckard. His name is Deckard. Yes. Uh, is there a Charlie's Theron movie you like? Crazy question, bro. All of them. Her name said. Her- <laughs> yeah. No, he she's done she's done some stinkers. Come on, let's be honest. Of course. I mean, they, everyone has, but what's the one that comes to your mind as like the best Charlie's Theron? I mean, it's not the best, but it's the one that like I really enjoyed the most that she she was in. I'm sure there's like more, but the one that always comes to mind is Atomic Blonde. I I, I went to go see that in movie theater like I think it was like 2017 when that had come out and uh I think I brought my wife with me. Um we we're still dating at the time. We weren't uh we weren't married. And, uh, dude, I just remember watching the movie and I was, I, I was like, wow, this is cool. Like this is, I remember uh, this was around the time that there was like that big, uh, uh, moment where, you know, the, the people were saying, oh, we want more women to be in action movies. 
and uh, we want them to be the next James Bond or or be like a, a character, a, a male character. But, you know, let's make her a woman. Like that was like the, a big thing I remember at that time. And I remember thinking like, this is exactly what you need to do is make a a, a movie about a, a, a female character and make her this this like badass. Like this is what you need to be trying to accomplish in, in cinema, not trying to make the female James Bond. I think like women need to have their own roles and uh, their, their different perspective told in, in, the, in the big screen. And I think Atomic Blonde did that really well where I was like, this is exactly what I would have wanted if we had a James Bond female, you know, that, that and I, I just remember that that being a big thing. And I, I was like, OK, so Charlie Theron is like really dope here. Like, I don't know why people aren't because I don't know if it did that well. I I don't think it, it did like uh, gangbusters, maybe because I I didn't hear a lot of people like discussing it. Right. So. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I think it was perceived well by critics, but I don't think a lot of people saw it. Mm-hmm. In and then it had a sweet song, "Blue Monday" in the trailer. Um, oh yeah, which I was I was talking to you about that part. But well, I mean, Atomic Blonde is definitely better than her 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 Aeon Flux movie. Did you ever watch that? Oh one? yeah, that was not two thousand five. Okay, so she's done a few stinkers, but I I think she's done a lot of great stuff. Like she's done a lot of movies overall. But um, Mad Max is one that comes to mind. Um, she's been in the Fast Furious franchise. She was in an Italian job, which she did was really good. Um, oh my gosh. A Million Ways to Die in the West was not good. She was in that one. She's in Prometheus. Prometheus was a good movie. I like that mm-hmm. one. You know, the other one I actually didn't mind that uh, kind of got panned by critics was The Old Guard that came out on Netflix. Do you remember that one? That one was actually not, not too bad. I, I enjoyed it yeah, for yeah. A, a weekend popcorn movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she's done a lot of good stuff. You know, she... I feel like she's one of those actresses that she can pick up whatever role she wants to play. Like she's, she can get her half her cho- choice of whatever she wants. You know, it's interesting. Um, is, she's done a lot. Is uh, yeah, I thought we were gonna choose one movie, but you're you're naming a few, and I was I I want to like now I feel bad because I I just chose Atomic Blonde, but I also liked her in that in the uh, uh the Snow White movie. I forget what it's called right now, at the top of my head. Oh, Snow White and the Huntsman. Yeah, Snow White and the Huntsman. I thought she was pretty cool in that one. That was a pretty sweet movie. How about Mighty Joe Young? Did you like that one? <laughs> I don't even remember Where that movie. She befriends the ape. Yeah, yeah. She, she could communicate. <laughs> yeah, she's done a lot of... It's funny, if you go back and like look at her filmography, she was in like North Country, The Road. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know what... Oh, she was in That Thing You Do? Wow, so many movies. Reindeer Games, mm-hmm. Bagger Vance. I would say my favorite role that I've seen her in up until this point, would either be Atomic Blonde. I haven't seen Bombshell yet. That's one of the ones I feel like she's going to be really good in. But Mad Max Fury Road is probably the one I just love her in. That whole movie is just so so much so much fun. But yeah, thank you for the question. Any other thoughts, Ernie, as far as Charlie's movies? No, no. All right, let's move on to our final section, which is what are we watching? And... Besides Wheel of Time for me, Ernie, what have you been watching? Uh, so I've been watching Wheel of Time. That, that's the only thing I, I have been watching. But uh, I do want to, I was talking to you about this and it was a recommendation uh, that I had been like, I was thinking about. It. I was like, you guys, should, you guys should all definitely check it out. I think it's on Amazon as well. That's where I saw it a, a while back. Um, I think it's saying it's, it's here on Netflix now, but uh, it's called Destination Wedding. It has uh, Keanu Reeves and Winona Ryder. It's like a little rom-com, uh, but... I've never watched him. Yeah, I love rom-coms. I'm a big fan of that, but I've never watched a movie with like dialogue 
and the repertoire between two actors uh, play off so well on the screen uh, until I watched this movie. And it's interesting because, you know, you know how Keanu Reeves is and, and the way he, you know, his characters are always perceived a certain way because of the way he, his uh, acting, just the way he acts, right? And uh, him, like, kind of playing off of Winona Ryder uh, throughout this whole film, just, like, uh, you can't help but smile. And and I is definitely worth a watch, and I, I really enjoyed it. I don't want to get super into it. Obviously, the name is Destination Wedding. These two characters meet at a destination wedding somewhere. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was in Rome or Italy. Um, and uh, they so happen to, uh, you know, kind of connect. And you just follow their little story but the the dialogue everything that they say to each other is just so witty and and you just can't help but smile i had a great time watching this one i recommend it uh <laughs> and that that's yeah that's funny i we started watching that one and i we never finished it because we had to leave for something but it's oh, it's very shame. funny like i know I'll, I'll go back and finish it because i have never seen keanu reeves do that type of banter back and forth and it was it was really fun to watch especially the awkwardness of how they're mm-hmm. how they kept being thrust together in this in the situation uh, it was it was fun it was good um, so thank you for recommending i'll i will go back and uh, yeah finish that one i don't i don't really have anything to recommend this week because um i've just been so busy with christmas stuff and you know all the all the holiday festivities but um i would say if you haven't watched all all dang sign the the peanuts I definitely say go watch that one on Apple TV. Just just have it on in the background. It's a fun Christmas movie. But yeah, if you guys have any recommendations, definitely let us know because we might have some free time to watch some stuff. So um, if you have anything to recommend, let us know on Twitter at Watchful Tweets. And Ernie, I think that about wraps it up for this episode. Yeah, dude. Any uh, other closing thoughts? No. Uh, as always, dude, I like to thank the audience. I do appreciate you guys tuning in every week. I always have fun uh, catching up with Jason here. We funny uh, uh my wife was telling me uh we usually take about an hour to get ready for the podcast and then we take another hour to start uh recording <laughs> it takes us a while uh, but it's just because we want to talk to each other which is which is a great thing right you don't want to do a podcast or anything with someone you don't want to talk to which, which is not the obviously <laughs> it's not something hopefully not <laughs> i know right i, I was like god i gotta do that seems with, like torture i was like i gotta do that with jason <laughs> this guy. But yeah so we, we appreciate you guys tuning in and uh, uh definitely check us out on twitter uh at watch closely and uh yeah that's uh my closing thoughts what about you jason i would say stick around next podcast we'll probably be doing the spider-man no way home review or discussion so that'll be fun and It'd be great to hear from you guys how how you thought the movie went because there's so much hype around it. If you've been spoiled, I'm sorry. If you've been spoiled, stay off the Twitters, stay off the comments, you know. Just watch it. Uh, go in as, as blind as you can and have fun with it. Uh, we'll be back again uh, next week for another episode. And so thank you guys for joining us and have a good holiday, guys. Yeah, goodbye, guys. Happy holidays. We'll see you guys in the next one.